Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number one of Revelation chapter 20. And we're going to be reading the first three verses. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. Now, um, we're going to find as we study Revelation chapter 20 in these early verses, that God, after going in in in-depth detail, and in very intense detail concerning Judgment Day for the previous couple of chapters in Revelation chapter 18 and 19, now is taking a couple steps back. And and once again, we've seen this before in the study of the book of Revelation. God goes back to an earlier point in his salvation program and We'll start there and then lead up again uh, to the Day of Judgment. And that's exactly what he's doing in these earlier verses when we read that the Apostle John sees an angel come down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. This is a reference, first of all, to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the angel as also we've seen numerous times throughout the book of Revelation, the the Greek word angelos, uh, translated as angel, can refer to an angelic being, or it can refer to a messenger of God. And Jesus is the chief messenger of the covenant. He is the chief angel, and especially here, because this angel is acting with authority. Notice it says that uh, the angel having the key of the bottomless pit. The, the angel is the one that has the key to open it and to close it. The angel is the one that is going to chain Satan and, and bind him and cast him into the pit for the specified period of time. And uh, angels just don't do that. That's not their role. They're uh, ministers to the heirs of salvation, according to Hebrews 1. They they don't do battle with Satan one-on-one like this. Uh, no, that, that Michael, now the archangel, Michael does battle with Satan in this way, as it says in Jude in verse 9, yet Michael the archangel, or arch meaning chief, the chief messenger, the Lord Jesus Christ. When contending with the devil, 
he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. Now there again, Michael is Jesus, and Jesus and Satan, who are the heads of their kingdoms, are doing battle with one another. And and dis, uh, Satan is disputing with him concerning Moses' body. But it, it's not some creature, not some angelic being. Uh, no, it is Christ himself, and he is the angel. And that's proven when we look at the key. It says the angel has the key of the bottomless pit. Well, let's go to uh, Revelation chapter 3. And it says in verse 7, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that has the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. Now, the only one that is true and holy is Christ. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is without sin and therefore holy. And uh, he is the angel that possesses the key, the key of David. And with that key, the Lord Jesus Christ can use it to open. And if he does, no man can shut. Or the Lord Jesus Christ can use the key to shut. And if he does, no man can open. And in this case, in our passage of Revelation 20, the key is to shut up Satan in the bottomless pit. And and that is the work of God. It's the action of Christ. He is the one that opens or shuts. And, and once he does, that's it. No, no one can... Uh, force the, the door open that God has shut. No one can open the door that, that God has shut. And, and likewise, if God were to open up a great door and effectual, as he did at certain times and seasons in his salvation program, no man could shut it. God would accomplish his purpose. His word would save those that it was sent forth to save. And, and and so uh, th- that's important for us to understand. First of all, Jesus is the angel or the messenger that's come down from heaven. Jesus is the one having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. Now, the Greek word translated as bottomless is abysso, abysso, where uh, from which we we get our English word abyss. And it's a very similar meaning also from the Greek to the English. Abysso means the deep. And it's translated two times as the deep. When the swine went uh, went down into the sea, they drowned in the deep. And it's this word abysso. It, it's found nine times in the New Testament, five times it's translated with the two English words, bottomless pit. And um, it's found that way twice here in these three verses of Revelation 20. And 
two other times, it's translated as bottomless, and that's in Revelation chapter 9. And um, what's interesting there is that there's another word that's pit. So if you read it, it says bottomless pit, but the the Greek word abysso is only translated as bottomless, and then there's an, an additional Greek word translated as pit. That's not the case here in both uh, verse 1 and verse 3 of Revelation 20. It's just the one Greek word, abysso, that's translated as the two English words, bottomless pit. And it's a word that identifies with hell. When, again, the swine go down into the deep, the deep is typifying hell or the grave or destruction. And and Satan, in being cast into the deep or into the bottomless pit and, and bound for a thousand years is language indicating he's under the wrath of God. He's in a condition of hell. And uh, in um, Revelation chapter 9... Let's go back to Revelation 9. It says in verse 1, And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth. And to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And this is also referring to Christ. Christ is the only one that opens and shuts and possesses the key. And he opened the bottomless pit, And there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And then the locusts come out of the smoke. And Revelation 9 is uh, speaking of Judgment Day because it, it describes the darkened sun. And it's the smoke of the pit that um, causes the sun and air to be darkened. And what is happening is God, the Lord Jesus Christ, opens the the pit of hell, in a sense, and the condition of hell that the Bible refers to as being down there. Christ came down to cast Satan into the bottomless pit, or or the deep is, is down below. God... Here is indicating in Revelation chapter 9 that hell that the Bible likens to beneath is coming up to the earth as the whole world is now taking upon it the characteristics of the bottomless pit. The smoke of the pit rises to the earth, causing the sun to be darkened. There's no light of the gospel, no salvation on the earth, just as there was no salvation in the deep or in the pit, the bottomless pit. And that's how God uses that word there. Now, going back to Revelation chapter 20, it says in verse 2, And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. The, the angel, messenger, Jesus, laid hold on the dragon. And this word, uh, translated as laid hold, is a word that can identify 
with arresting someone. For instance, in uh, Matthew chapter 14, we read in verse 3, For Herod had laid hold on John and bound him and put him in prison for Herodias's sake, his brother Philip's wife. Herod uh, didn't like what John was saying, and plus um, Herodias's sake, his brother Philip's wife was was probably constantly speaking to him to uh, to grab a hold of John or lay hold on John. Don't let him go around saying these things. You're the king, and and stirring up Herod to do something. Uh, that uh, he would in some ways regret. He laid hold on John and bound him and put him in prison. Very similar, very similar to the language of Revelation 20 where the angel Christ lays hold on the dragon and binds him and casts him into the bottomless pit. And the bottomless pit is called a prison because in verse 7 of Revelation 20, it says, And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. So that that's the equivalent to the bottomless pit. And, and so in a real way, it's as though God arrested Satan. Satan had been loosed. He, uh, he had great freedom throughout the Old Testament, to bind the hearts of men all over the world. And even in Israel, um, which was the outward representation of God's kingdom, it was the corporate church of its day, and they they represented God. And within Israel, again and again, uh, kings would be unfaithful, and uh, the people would fall away, and they would worship in the high places and just do all kinds of evil things. And uh, normally there was only a remnant of actual true believers that God had saved, true men in whom there was no guile. And uh, that's because Satan was loosed. And when Satan is loosed, he could, uh, when when the true word was proclaimed, well, Satan could come with another false prophet. We see this in the case of Jeremiah in Judah, where Jeremiah was a true prophet of God, and Jeremiah would tell the people the word of the Lord, and there would be uh, all kinds of other prophets calling Jeremiah a false prophet and teaching things or prophesying things that were uh, completely opposite to what Jeremiah was saying, uh, as God had Jeremiah tell the people of Judah that they must go into captivity for their unfaithfulness and their rebelliousness. And then these other prophets would come along and say, oh no, within a couple of years God will deliver us. And, and completely contradict the things that God was having Jeremiah proclaim. It was difficult also, since the Bible was not complete, to fully understand or know which was the true word of God when when you had competing uh, prophets like that. But uh, primarily it was due to Satan's being loose 
that he could cause this type of confusion and trouble all over the earth. And yet it was God's plan to have a change in program to evangelize the world through the churches and congregations. Therefore, it was necessary to bind Satan and and to stop him from being uh, so free uh, in, in going around uh, to the degree he was. There had to be some limitations placed on him in order for God to accomplish the purpose that God wanted to accomplish, to spread the Bible all over the earth, to establish the church age, to uh, bring in the first fruits to save all those that he intended to save over the course of the many centuries of the church age. So, first order of business, arrest Satan. Arrest him. Lay hold on him. And notice that he laid hold on the dragon, uh, also called the old serpent, which is the devil and Satan. Four names all applying to the same evil uh, fallen angel, Satan. Satan, four names because it's a universal binding. Uh, he will be restrained worldwide. That, uh, as God now will go out into the world, he will send forth his gospel into all the nations of the earth, and Satan will be powerless to stop God's plan. Satan, of course, will continue to come against God and his kingdom and continue to um, try and, and, and do the things he's always done uh, throughout history uh, to uh, sow seeds of doubt, uh, to uh, really uh, continually have people uh, wonder, hath God said, just as he did back in the Garden of Eden, and 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 so he he will do that, and uh, still he he's not destroyed when he's bound. The Bible uh, really uh, indicates Satan is bound and yet continues to exist, continues to go about even as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. We we find that he's still active in many ways, yet uh, again. He could not um, hold back God's program of evangelizing the world through the churches and congregations, nor could he prevent the spread of the Bible. And, and that was a very big deal, a very big thing uh, in, in the dark world where there were um, barbarians and heathen and, and people who... Um, had never heard of the word of God, now would come the Bible and establish Christianity, yes, or really establish the teaching of the Bible, establish the teaching of Christ. And, and so the Bible went into the world and began to uh, bring civilization. It began to turn um the heathen into uh men and women that that would live uh in in many ways by the law of god 
in varying degrees, but they they had already had the law of God written upon their hearts wherever they were, but now came the word of God to um, make things much clearer where God would lay out details of his law and and much explanation of his law. And, and so where the word of God went uh, came law and order. And where the word of God um, entered into a place, light came, which began to produce blessings and and positive effects upon the various uh, previously dark nations of the world. And, and, and so Satan did not want this. And at the same time, God was saving certain people. Uh, 3,000 were saved on the day of Pentecost. And yet Satan was powerless to prevent these things because he was bound. And, and here uh, it says uh, in verse 2, And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. He bound him. And that's the same Greek word, uh, the word bound, that we find used to describe the binding of a strong man. And it's the same Greek word. It's Strong's number 1210. In Matthew chapter 12, beginning in verse 25, And Jesus knew their thoughts, and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges." But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house? Here Jesus is uh, really giving a very important truth, and that is that in order to spoil the goods of the strong man. And the uh, Greek word translated as goods is the same word that's translated as vessel in Romans 9, verses 21 through 23, where uh, God speaks of people, some vessels of honor, others vessels of dishonor. And he makes reference to those that he saves as vessels of mercy or goods of honor or goods of mercy. So this word goods does relate to those that God saves. And, and Christ is saying now, how can one, and God is one, Christ is God, so Christ is one, how can one enter into a strong man's house, and, and that would be the kingdom of Satan, and spoil his vessels, except he first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. And this is why in Revelation 20, 
we read Christ comes down from heaven and binds Satan. And, and there it is. You first bind the strong man. And what, what follows? Now you can spoil his goods. Now you can spoil his house. So, in 33 AD, when the Lord Jesus went to the cross, and uh, it's interesting that that word laid hold is used a, a few times of when they laid hold on Christ and they arrested him and they first took him to the Jewish authorities and then turned him over to the Roman authorities. And uh, as Satan sought to lay hold on Christ, just as Herod laid hold on John the Baptist, one of God's prophets, Satan sought to destroy Christ, to lay hold on him and and to kill him, but God turned it about. And, and Satan intended evil and God turned it to good. As uh, he uh, had Christ laid hold of and arrested, and as Jesus was brought to the cross, God used that occasion to lay hold upon Satan and to arrest him and to cast him into a bottomless pit bound in chains for a figurative thousand years. And then while Satan was bound, Christ would ransack his house and uh, rescue the vessels that God had determined to be unto honor his elect people it it was a truly a glorious plan that God devised, that God uh, implemented at the cross. Satan was thinking that he would be the one to win. He would do the laying hold of, and and yet God flipped it around completely, turned it all in the opposite direction, and. Satan found himself bound and his house was was being plundered not not God's house it was God doing the delivering of the captives that were held in the dungeons of the kingdom of darkness Thanks for joining us for E-Bible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies you can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.